Hello and welcome to Daily Coffee with Carter and Carrie on Unsafe Space. Today is Tuesday, September 3rd. And uh, we thank you for watching. If you um, like the video, please share and subscribe. Well put, Carrie. Uh, you know, Carrie, uh, I, I didn't want to take yesterday off, but we had no power where I was. And so... I was kind of forced to take yesterday off, so I apologize for not having a video, but it was good for me to take a day off, so. Yeah, there imagine that. It's good to take a holiday once in a while, like normal people, and rest so that you can come back more refreshed. Yeah, I'm not, that's not my personality generally, but. Uh, I know, guys, Carter really wants us to do kafefis on the holidays, which I'm fine with doing generally because I know it makes him happy, but I told him, this is God turning your power off so that you take the day off. I didn't believe it. I thought it was Socialist California unable to manage their power. But, you know, either way, uh, I took the day off. <laughs> so, uh, Carrie, there were a few things I wanted to talk about yesterday. I don't know if there's anything you want to talk about today. Uh, we can just run through a few items. We can make this a relatively quick show today. Because also, on top of all that, the power going out and probably coming back on fried some equipment. So, I'm, if you'll notice, I probably look different. The background's a little bit different. I may sound different. That's because uh, a bunch of stuff broke, and I scrambled to get things working today. Um, but anyway, Carrie, anything you want to talk about? Um, well, I mean, it's kind of similar stuff that we've talked about before. I was just looking at this article about um, this college that is unhappy with the number of women that they have in engineering degrees, and so they are lowering the standards for women to get in. I hadn't seen that one. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, we've sort of talked about the same thing over and over. You just, it's just that I think we keep seeing more examples of this happening lately, people thinking that this is okay. And it's, it's that soft bigotry of low expectations. It's extremely condescending. It's sexist. Women can do physics. Women can do math. Women can do engineering without you lowering the standards and molly coddling us. Um, it makes me, yeah, it makes me kind of sick. Here it is. Uh, UTS, the University of Technology, Sydney, will allow female school leaders to enter its engineering courses with a lower ATAR than males <laughs> under a plan to boost the number of women in the field. Yay. Unbelievable. Well, you know, no one cares. Uh, no one cares about excellence anymore. They just care about equality of outcome based on what group you belong to. So that's where we are, Carrie. That's where we are. By the way, can I, 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 what's your feeling about Labor Day generally? Other uh, than yay, we get a day off. Like, what's your feeling about celebrating Labor Day? I don't really have a feeling about it other than we get a day off. Well, that's a valid, that's valid feeling. I like that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I can respect that feeling. <laughs> we get a day off. I feel that way about a lot of holidays, though. It's like, I mean, there are some, like we've talked about, like the 4th of July at has a new meaning for me now because I think that's one of the few things that there are very few things that unite us all as a nation anymore. And so I have greater respect for those things now. Um, Does 4th of July still unite us as a nation? I think it should. It could. Could. Good. Good. I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail. I just, uh, I, yesterday got me thinking about Labor Day and, uh, I mean, so the, you know the the origin of it is is labor unions, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't I I don't think I I don't 
I don't think it's healthy to be so classist about stuff. I don't like the idea that we decided that like, oh, this class of people is different because they're the workers, which if you're an entrepreneur, you know is not true. Uh, entrepreneurs work just as hard, if usually harder. Um, but there's this, we. I don't know how this happened in America where we like adopted this classist kind of kind of Marxist view of like, here's the laborers and here's the man working for the man. And I'm not against unions. I think unions are fine. I'm against the government getting involved in negotiations between unions and companies. But I don't know. I, this Labor Day thing, it's not like, it's like, do we have a day where we honor entrepreneurs? Because I don't think so. Why, why are we honoring laborers in particular? Like well, in laborers, I mean like, I guess manual laborers? I don't know. But see, that's that's not... It's not that if that's what it's supposed to be, then it's failing because what happens is all the white collar workers get the day off, but every, like I went to return some, a pair of boots yesterday, everyone who's there working retail, all the stores are open. All the retail is open. All the restaurants are open. Yeah. I went and got, you know, went to a restaurant, got a drink. The restaurant staff is all there. All the wait staff is working everywhere. You know, supermarkets were open. Anybody who's actually a laborer, is still working because now they, because it's seen as a holiday and all the white collar workers have the day off and they're like, Oh, we have to be here to serve them. So we make a lot of money today. We have to be able to open so we can serve them. <laughs> That's a really interesting point. I hadn't thought of Gary, like the opposite. I guess, I guess like if you're in a public union or something, you get the day off if you're like a public works employee. But for a lot of people who are in more service industry jobs, they all have to work anyway. On Labor Day, because all the stockbrokers have it off or whatever. Yeah. So, in fact, I have a friend who uh, normally doesn't work on Mondays and had to work yesterday. They opened because it was Labor Day. They had to bring in extra staff because it was like, "Hey, we're going to have people. People, all these people are going to have the day off, so we need to be here to serve them." Huh. Well, I like that perspective. Uh, that's an interesting perspective. I, <laughs> I, I hadn't even thought of that. I hadn't even thought of that. I guess, um, I guess it, to me, the whole Labor Day thing rings of, uh, it reeks of this anti-industrial revolution narrative that I did, that just bothers me. There's this, this narrative that like, oh, the, the evil capitalist and the industrial revolution came along and suddenly we had child labor and, and they were mistreated and they were underpaid and blah, blah, blah. And like that, that may be true, sort of, but I kids, you know, the life expectancy post industrial revolution is more than double or, or about double, I think. Um, so like standard of living has gone up for everyone, everyone massively. And those kids, I mean, the infant mortality rates were huge. I mean, I think it was like 25% of, I think it was some, somewhere around 25% and then another 25% of kids dying before the age of 10. I mean, it was ridiculous. So I, I don't know, there's this weird, um, there's this weird thing that happens. You see it in developing countries. You see it when the West looks at developing countries, especially with like China, right? Well, they'll be like, oh, those poor Chinese workers, they're, they're being treated horribly and they're only paid X and they have horrible living conditions. Yeah, they're much worse than your living conditions. Yeah, they're being paid much worse. It was worse for them before. This is still a step up. This is how a society evolves. I just, I love capitalism so much. I know that sounds so cheesy, but like, I just, 
we should be so thankful. Labor Day should be thank Capitalism Day. It should be thank thank everyone who voluntarily exchanges uh, their goods and services and who invents and takes the risk to start companies and builds tech. I mean, people are, I, I don't know, like none of this technology, people say, well, it's just medical technology improved. It's not the Industrial Revolution. The Industrial Revolution is responsible for medical technology to improve. You have to have cheap power and you have to have the ability to specialize and not go out and be growing corn for its sustenance farming. Like all this stuff happens because the Industrial Revolution, we are like, we're so much better off. And I just, um, I don't know, this Labor Day thing reminds me of, of this kind of mentality, this Charles Dickens mentality of like, oh, the poor, the poor working classes working for the man in the 19th century. It's like, yeah, it, it was shit. And I'm sure there were times when things got worse temporarily before they got better. But overall, this has been a wonderful, wonderful ride for the worst among us in society, for the least skilled and the worst we are living like kings compared to what happened, how kings were living 300, 400 years ago. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. I would like a day where we recognize capitalism. That's all I want to say about that. <laughs> well, I think Labor Day does recognize capitalism because you got all these people and they treat it like a weekend. And so all these people have to stay in business and stay open. Well, that's why I like your perspective. Maybe this whole time <laughs> they have been celebrating capitalism. And I just didn't know it. Happy Capitalism Day. Look. Look, all of you people who work in, you know, I'm sure media companies and, you know, all these places take the day off and that you go out. Can you imagine if they couldn't get their coffee that morning or if they couldn't go to their. <laughs> yeah. The Starbucks is closed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They freak out. So, by the way, your favorite. Um, the other thing I want to mention really quickly, because we can keep this short, but there's a few things I want to bang out. One is your favorite politician. Uh, oh, Beta. gosh. Oh, gosh. I knew you were going to say him. I knew you were going to say him. Did you see what he said? No. Oh, you didn't? No, but I saw that he, um, somebody posted a video that said, Beto deep throats a foot long hot dog and then flashes the white, white power symbol. And I watched it. Have you seen this? Uh, yes, okay. I have seen it. Um, obviously, that's not exactly what he did. but Well, he just uh, ate a big hot dog. I watched it. I was like, what is this going to be? He ate a hot dog, and then he went like this. Like one of those things where the politician eats the local food and is all like, this is amazing. Yum. And, but yeah. he did this. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny because, of course, that's ridiculous. This is not a white power symbol. This just means okay. I don't know. I don't know, I like the rumor that Beto's a white nationalist. Can we start that? Well, I mean, it, it dispelled. You could try to start that rumor, but it just, I mean, there's pictures of Obama doing this there's pictures of like because that's what it means is okay it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything else but but let me let me make this point carter i know we're joking around let me make this point because i know at some point in the future somebody's going to freeze frame this and take that picture of me make, doing the okay sign and say look she's a white nationalist i want to make this point very clear uh that's not that all this means is okay and anyone who says otherwise is a 4chan troll they started as a 4chan troll and to see if the media would pick it up. And of course the media picked it up and ran with it. And then, and then they, and if they have to create a double standard because how can they explain people like Obama doing it when they've said it means this other thing? And now they get to magically interpret, well, if you're doing it, it means this. And if you're doing it, it's secretly white nationalist. Yeah, right. It's stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, let me, I'm going to try a share screen with you, Carrie. If this okay. doesn't work, I'll have to fix it in editing. But I want to show you this. Hold on here. Let's listen to what Beto said. Uh, how do you address the fears of government that take away the uh, assault rights of the government? If 
Can you pause it for a second? Yeah. He looks so uncomfortable and fake and sweaty. Yeah, he always looks uncomfortable and fake and sweaty. That's okay. part of his, that's his charm, Carrie. Okay, go ahead. You're, you're missing his charm. Okay, so wait, I'll, I'm going to rewind it because I, I, you really need to hear the question in his response. Okay. How do you address the fears that the government is going to take away those uh, assault rifles and them if you're talking about buybacks and banning? Yeah, so I, I want to be really clear that um, that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, Americans will who own AR-15s, AK-47s, will have to sell them to the government. We're, we're not going to allow them to stay on our streets, to show up in our communities, to be used against us in our synagogues, our churches, our mosques, uh, our Walmarts, our, our public places. Wow, Carter. Uh, that is shocking. I mean, I, look, kudos, kudos to him for being honest about wanting to take arms away from citizens about wanting to disarm the American public because at least he's telling the truth. And I feel like a lot of times they lie and they say, Oh, we just want common sense gun control. And then when you get down to the nitty gritty of what they want, they want to ban guns, but he's just like, look, you're going to be forced to sell your guns back to the government or sell your guns to the government. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, and he also, so I think he's going for like a bad boy image now because he also used the F word on CNN. Uh, and he said something like, uh, this is effing, this is effed up, I think is what he said. He was talking about the gun violence. And, you know, I was thinking, Carrie, so we've seen, I mean, there was shootings over the weekend again. I don't really want to talk about them too much, but. Uh, I didn't, I didn't see any of that. Oh, you didn't see any of the shootings? There's a shooting in Mobile, Alabama that was ignored by the media because it didn't fit their narrative exactly. And there was a shooting in, in Texas, Odessa, Midland. And a bunch of people were killed. And, you know, I see I see the leftists on Twitter saying, you know, listing all these shootings with AR-15s. AR-15, AR-15, AR-15 has become the kind of buzzword. It's the bad, it's the big bad gun. And... You know what? You know what it reminded me of is it reminded me of the. You remember the Christchurch shooters' manifesto? Yes. Do you remember how he was saying what he wanted to do was get governments to ban, especially in the U.S. He was trying to encourage people to do things that would get firearms banned. Yes. Because he wanted this the Second Amendment supporters to rise up, and he felt the only way he could get them to rise up is if he brought the issue to a head. Right. And, and to do like that, a, he needs people like Beto. Yeah. He's like what you would call this new term accelerationist, I guess, to in a sense. He's like, I think that things are going to come to a head. I would like for it to come to a head faster. Therefore, I'm hoping this thing that I actually don't want to happen happens. He's like, I hope they, the U.S. bans guns. Right. I don't know. I don't, I'm not as familiar with accelerationism as you are. You and I talked about it the other day. I'm, I'm looking into it, but. Uh, that was something that I would have described in previously as collapsitarianism, right? There's people who just want to collapse. And oh, like, whatever, okay, yeah. Whatever gets me to collapse <laughs> faster, I'm for. Um, and, you know, it occurred to me we, that that actually, I'm wondering if people are choosing AR-15s intentionally or even not doing it intentionally, but I wonder if this is happening, you know, people are picking AR-15s kind of because that's going to be 
I think that's that's kind of the flashpoint, right? The AR-15 is the lightning rod for this discussion because functionally it's not much different than anything else, but it's got a particular name. It looks nasty to hoplophobes, and it's something that the left can all rally around. Yes, we should ban AR-15s, but there's a hell of a lot of them in the country, and and that might be the thing that brings this issue to a head. I don't know. Do you Are you saying, just to clarify for me, are you saying that the people doing the shootings are picking AR-15s for that reason or that the people who are trying to ban guns are picking AR-15s for that reason? I'm wondering, I'm wondering both. I mean, I know the people who are trying to ban guns are picking AR-15s because, but not for collapsitarian reasons, just because they feel like it's an easy target. Uh, right, AR- and that's a great way place to start to then ban all semi-automatic rifles. Yeah. Um, but I'm wondering now if the shooters are even kind of picking it. We don't know because they're all dead. I don't. I don't think so. I, here's my, you know? my my gut reaction to that is no. They're picking it because the same reason that the same reason that the people want to ban guns are picking it because it's cosmetically scary looking and it's you know when they're playing video games this is like the badass weapon in terms of appearance. It's a cosmetically scary looking gun. It's not because, but it but it you know. It's cheap, too, and there's a lot of accessories for it. I mean, there's practical reasons to pick it, right? Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I It is odd to me that there is a lot of shootings happening with AR-15s in in the sense that, like, they don't they don't really give you a tactical advantage. Right. Well, it's, well and, to, and to clarify, there's a lot of shootings happening with it, meaning the ones that are sensationalized on the media and a lot of these mass shootings are happening with it. But again, so that people know, rifle deaths only account for 2% of all gun deaths. And that's, that's not just AR-15s. They account for an even smaller percentage of rifle deaths. It's, that's all rifles, 2%. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I guess I'm meaning the sensationalized media stuff, right? right? But I think this, you know, we're going to have an escalation of the gun ban stuff. And I'm not actually sure what's going to happen if... Someone like Beto, I mean, he's never going to win the nomination, let alone the presidency. But if someone like that gets in to office and tries to enforce a buyback program of AR-15s, I'm wondering how many people will roll over and how many people will... I mean, you know, I, I already hear people saying they're hiding their... They're starting to hide their weapons. They're hiding weapons caches now. Oh, you should be. Or you should be... I mean, I I would say, you know, I... <laughs> I've become one of those cold dead, cold dead hands people, which I never thought I would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, no. Okay, moving on. The other thing that you told me about, I'm learning so much from things that you tell me about. One is Deborah Messing. I had no idea who that was. <laughs> now I know who Deborah Messing is, Carrie. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's your fault. Did you see? Did you see what she tweeted out a link to? The FEC, I, I guess anyone could have done this. I just didn't realize this existed. She tweeted out a link to the FEC website saying, hey, anyone, you can look up anyone who's uh, donated to Trump. You can find out anyone in your local area, anyone you know, you can look them up and see if they've donated to Trump. And and then she had this tweet that was kind of oblivious. She was like, oh, what? Like, I would be proud to a candidate, uh, to, to have people know that I donated to a candidate. You know, why, why wouldn't you be proud if you've donated to Trump? And I've, obviously the answer is because you're going to try and destroy their lives. That's that's why people are worried about it. But, you know, I, I was thinking about this. These campaign finance laws, I've mentioned this before, but this, this transparency stuff sounds really nice. And I get why people want it because they don't want senators and congressmen in, quote, in the pockets of big business or big, you know, wealthy donors. 
by the way, though, we already have limits on how much you can donate anyway. So, uh, but the unintended consequence, or perhaps the intended consequence here, is that if you expose who everyone has donated to, then all you have to do is control social pressure and kind of the narrative in Hollywood and the media to put pressure on people to really control elections because people will be afraid to do I mentioned the other day my friend was afraid to vote, nervous that like they would find out who he voted for. There's no way in hell he's going to donate to Trump because he knows that they could look that up. So, And see, they take this as they, they, they're, oh, they're such tyrants. They, they take this as evidence of, oh, well, that's, that's why she said that. Oh, well, are you embarrassed that you voted for him? No. No, no we're afraid I'm, of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And I didn't vote for Trump for anyone who's watching who's new. But, um, but uh, I'm sure any Trump voter who's afraid of people finding out, and I know Trump voters who are afraid of people finding out, it's not because they're embarrassed of who they voted for. It's because they know that leftists are freaking crazy and violent. Right. Leftists they're showing up at Tim Pool's house. He's not even a Trump voter. Right. You know, I, I noticed during the election here, let, let's to bring this full circle back to beta for a second. Yeah. Um, here in Texas, that there were tons of uh, beta. Well, there were beta signs everywhere. Austin, it was just ubiquitous. It was, it was all over the place. Um, but even in some of the surrounding towns that I consider to be more like real Texas, mm-hmm. where the demographics are different, the voting demographics are different. Um, just, Beto signs, like in my neighborhood, Beto signs everywhere. And I was like, really? That's interesting. And then I realized, because I had a, a friend who's a Republican and she was like, oh, we don't put out the signs as like, we're afraid to put them out. Not because they're embarrassed that they're voting for Ted Cruz, just because they're afraid. They'll be attacked. Yeah. yeah they're afraid that somebody will do something to their house or to them. And, um, and then I started noticing that again, oh, well, to bring it full circle again, back to 4th of July and patriotism that most of the houses that did not have a Beto sign were houses that had, that did have an American flag displayed, like a flag hanging. And I was like, oh, so a quick shorthand for me is like, if they have the flag and they don't have a Beto sign, they're probably the, the voting crews, but then all the Beto signs don't have the American flags. Right. <laughs> like, it's like a weird, like, instead of putting on a sign, we're just putting on our flag. Well, I mean, you've heard you've heard actually Antifa call the American flag a symbol of hate, right? So eventually you'll get attacked just for displaying the American flag. I think. Oh, I think you might too. They're crazy, and yeah. they and they are they are they are hateful. They are um, they are a hate group. Antifa. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, one more thing, Carrie. One more thing. One more topic I want to chat about. Uh, Hurricane, what is it, Dorian? I forget the name of this hurricane. Is it Dorian? I think so. Uh, obviously, it's tragic. I hope everyone's okay. I hope it doesn't hurt a lot of people. But um, I saw some pictures. I'm gonna share. I, oh, I'm gonna share them again with you. So there's pictures like this going around saying, "Hey, you know, when you buy gas, use uh, use the proper gas can, right?" And you, but you see, the point of this picture. The reason I'm showing you this is not that he's using Home Depot buckets to transport gas, therefore helping weed out the gene pool, but I'm showing you this picture because he is clearly stocking up on gas. Yeah. And there's a lot of pictures of people stocking up on gas. Some of them are doing it uh, with you know, the right kind of gas can, so they're not endangering themselves and others, but 
I just want to point something out. It is illegal to price gouge during a national emergency. Price gouging is when you jack up the price of something because it's needed during a national emergency. Um, and like all government rules, it has unintended or perhaps intended consequences that are the opposite of its stated intent. So the intent about price gouging is, oh, well, everyone needs to have access to this thing. Therefore, you can't suddenly charge a lot more. Well, what happens when you prohibit businesses from charging a lot during a crisis, because the demand goes up during a crisis, people suddenly really, really care about these products like gas, water, that kind of stuff. Well, when you make it illegal to price gouge, you have people doing what that guy was doing. You have them buying a whole crap ton of gas that they don't need, and they're going to run out of gas. And so people who need gas are going to not be able to get it because it's been purchased by everyone who is paranoid and just buying it. Now, if, if you could price gouge, people would be minimize, like minimizing how much gas they're buying. They would be like, well, how much do I actually need to get out? I'm not gonna fill up Home Depot buckets and stick them in my trunk. There's a picture of a woman literally taking the gas hose and filling the bed of her pickup truck up, which is- Wow, crazy. Uh, crazy, yeah. So that kind of stuff happens. It happens with water also. You hear this a lot of times, you hear this thing in, uh, when you know, there's a hurricane, there's water, a lot of times, Sometimes you have the Red Cross or FEMA come in and give water, which is great. But what happens when you don't have uh, price gouging is people hoard water. And when you're not allowed to price gouge, there's not an incentive for people to come in and provide water when they, when you know it's expensive for them to do so. So for example, if you're an entrepreneur a couple cities over and it costs you five, six bucks a bottle to or 10 bucks a bottle to drive it over, you're not gonna do it if you're not allowed to charge more than five or six bucks a bottle. But if you're allowed to charge $15 for a bottle of water, which sounds ridiculous, then it's suddenly, suddenly worth your while to do yeah, it. Yeah, that makes right? sense. So you get water. So I just, I wanna point out that a lot of these things, people, when you think with your feelings, when you like enact laws with your feelings, oh, it's bad to price gouge, you're so mean. Well, what you're doing is upsetting the free market and the free market is really, really, really good at getting people what they need when they need it. And you're screwing it up. And granted, now you're relying on FEMA, hopefully FEMA can can help, but that's what you're doing is you're screwing it up. So I'm, I just wanted to make the case for price gouging. Price gouging is a, a noble, great function of the market. It's the way the market regulates. It's the way that the market prevents people from filling up their pickup truck beds with gasoline when a hurricane's coming. That's, that's what the free market does. It prevents that. So in this video, You've, you've said that you are making the case for price gouging, you think we should have a holiday for capitalism, and then I flashed the white power symbol. Not really, guys. It's the fuck, <laughs> the fuck <laughs> <K> sign. <laughs> We're so screwed. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's quite a video, Carrie. Uh, this, is, this is our welcome back, everyone. <laughs> this is one that people who hate us will have a field day taking out of context. Um, let me, I, w I know we're doing a quick and short one and whatever we're doing, um, and we're just kind of touching on various things. So I wonder if I could end with this. Yeah. I thought would make you laugh. Hold on. Because we've talked a lot about um, Google and uh, Robert Epstein's testimony to Congress about how Google. Um, has manipulated search algorithms to such a degree that they tilted millions of votes towards Clinton in the last election. Just imagine what they're doing now, what they're gearing up to do now. It's kind of concerning. Um, but anyway, let's see. 
I can show you this. This is the Babylon Bee. Quick Google search confirms that Google's not rigged. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not rigged. Is Google rigged? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I love the Babylon Bee. <laughs> you know, he then tried a few other searches such as, is Google evil? Is Google biased? And is Google trying to take over the world? To all of which Google search engine returned a negative response. <laughs> <laughs> Satisfied with Google's comprehensive slate of answers, Wilson went back to his life, secure in the knowledge that the giant tech company would never skew its search results, either in its own favor or against its ideological foes. <laughs> uh -huh. Yes, yes. Uh, well, on that note, Carrie. <laughs> Why don't we remind people about the book related to this topic a little bit that we'll be reading for book club on when is it September 15th when's the when are we doing book club yeah so Sunday September 15th we're going to be doing our second official unsafe space book club um, we're reading George Orwell's 1984 so you still have a couple weeks and um, to get that read and then we'll we'll be doing a live video chat like we did for a brave new world and it should be fun. Last one was fun. It was interesting. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. Share the show. Sorry we were off yesterday, but it was kind of nice. And sorry we have so many technical problems this morning. But I'll try and get them sorted, and we'll be back normal tomorrow, I hope. So thanks for watching. See you, See you later.